Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. A word from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, our epistle for this Holy Cross Day. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. This is God's word. I just read to you from the epistle from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, but I want to jump back to that Old Testament reading we heard tonight from the book of Numbers. It can be a little intimidating to read the book of Numbers because the name kind of gives it away. There's a lot of numbers in it. But in there, there's some drama going on. And it's the people of Israel in the wilderness on their way to Egypt, complaining against Moses and complaining against the Lord. And the Lord sends fiery serpents to bite them and torment them. And they cry out in regret and sorrow and repentance to Moses. Please go to the Lord and do something for us. We, we, we're sorry for this. We, we, please take this away. And so what does God tell Moses to do? These people who are tormented by fiery serpents. He tells them to make a serpent and put it on a pole. (laughs) So if you want to be saved from the serpent, you got to look at a serpent. (laughs) That's kind of like the 21st century, century equivalent you want to be saved from COVID, you have to go read on Facebook everyone's opinions about COVID. That's kind of the same thing, right? You guys remember what the little COVID particle looks like, right? That little spiky thing that we've all seen the graphic of everywhere. It's like being told you want to be saved from COVID, you got to look at COVID. It sounds foolish to look on the object of your torture in order to be saved. And that is precisely what the message of the cross is. As Paul calls it in 1 Corinthians, he calls it folly. That's just a fun Old Testament type biblical world word for foolishness. Nonsense. The idea in the first century that people would be saved by looking at a cross was nonsensical. Because what is a cross? It is an object of torture, an object of death. Now, we live in a day and age where the people who are of influence and the people we turn to for their wisdom and for knowledge these days are the people who on 
Twitter have blue check marks next to their name. Now, those of you who don't use phones or internet might be a little bit confused. But on social media, if you have a little blue check mark next to your name, it means your identity's been verified and it means you're someone significant. So, for example, if a politician has a Facebook account or a Twitter account, they would have a blue check mark next to their name so you know that that is the actual person. I don't have any blue check marks on social media. I'm a parish pastor in a town of 4,500 people. You don't get a blue check mark in that case. The people who are regarded as significant are the ones whose opinions seem to matter. There's also a whole other group of people on social media who call themselves influencers. They're literally just on social media just to try to get you to notice the clothes they're wearing, the suntan lotion they're promoting, the hat they're wearing to the beach, the kind of bag they're carrying, the kind of basketball shoes you need to get for the next season. There were influencers and blue check marks in Paul's day as well. People of influence, people you were supposed to listen to. They were the orators and the philosophers, the wise people and the good speakers. They would literally have city squares and public arenas where people would gather to debate ideas one with another. And so that's why Paul says that the Gentiles, the Greeks, they, love, they loved wisdom. They loved to hear wise people who could make compelling arguments for a thing. And this whole Christian message was foolishness in their eyes. The idea that you would look upon a cross for your salvation. In the eyes of the world, even the phrase, Christ crucified, is outrageous. And that, that's what Paul says. We preach Christ crucified. The word Christ is just a, a term that means anointed one, Messiah, king, if you will. Crucified means to be publicly and shamefully put to death. What sort of king is publicly and shamefully put to death? Christ Jesus. That's who. My dear friends in Jesus, you need to know that the word we preach, the word we hear, is foolishness to the world around us. And at times, maybe it feels that way to you. Think about it. You come here with your brokenness, your guilt, your shame, 
your hurt, your trouble. And what do we do? We look upon a dead man. We hear of one who died. We look upon death when death is what is overtaking us and troubling us and plaguing us and breaking us day in and day out. Sin, death, devil. And yet we look upon the one who took on the very curse that plagues us. Because when you look on the cross of Jesus, you should not see your own death. But his death in your place. And that, while it may be regarded as foolishness to the world, Paul says the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is is stronger than men. Jesus said in our gospel for today, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. Take note how the cross didn't come as a surprise to Jesus. It wasn't something he tried to evade. It wasn't something he tried to skip out on. He goes willingly to the cross. So of course it's God's plan. He foretold it. He took on the task the Father laid before him. And in the wisdom of God, he took the curse of sin and death upon himself to be our Savior. I want you all to expect that what we do in the church will want run contrary to the culture. We call it counterculture. The church's counterculture. The world sees a cross and it says, nonsense. But the people of God look upon a cross and we see wisdom. The world looks at a cross and sees weakness. And yet we see God's strength. So all of our Preaching and our worship, our prayers, our speaking and our actions as the church. You already know the world thinks it's nonsense, foolishness. But what is foolish and weak in the world's eyes is wise and powerful when looked at with eyes of faith. And so, dear brothers and sisters in Jesus, look on your Savior, the one who becomes the very thing that plagues you, the one who carries your burden to his own cross, 
to free you from yours. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.